Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and, of course, betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season long. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns, the Thanksgiving edition. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's going on? Not too much, man. We're waiting for our guy, Jason. He'll be coming on here and joining us shortly. Um, yeah, I think he's yeah. already started in on the, on the Thanksgiving food. That's probably, that's probably what it is. We're, we're going to <laughs> get to that later as far as what your guys' favorite side dishes are. I'm very curious to hear what his are. Um, but I think he, I, he he's very healthy, so I don't know if he's going to be eating the fun stuff. But Gotcha. <laughs> um, so uh, we had the, the, the Crawford fight uh, Saturday. I'm sure you were happy with that outcome. You predicted that that outcome too. Very happy. Um, you know, and I saw just today a little snippet of uh, Errol Spence and Crawford running into each other. And um, Aram was with them. And uh, Errol was asking him, like, why don't you make this fight happen? Like, when are you going to make this possible? And his response was, I don't think you're ready to see this guy yet. <laughs> in in uh, reference to Carford. And so, um, but it, it was it was a pretty funny episode. Like, they were kind of jabbing at each other. And I, I guess uh, Crawford had called Errol FaceTime, and Errol didn't answer. And Errol was like, oh, I don't have your number. I didn't know who was calling. <laughs> and so Crawford was like, it was me. Save it. <laughs> Save my number. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, but. I hope they can make that happen. I mean, I know Errol's gone through a lot with the whole car crash, and I think he had, like, something wrong with his eyes or retina or something that he had to back out or extend one fight. So, um, But I think those two will be a a pretty good matchup. You don't want to wait until they get over the hill before it can be a really um, expensive fight for for both of them. Mm. Yeah, and that's one thing that, that that boxing kind of you know with the the triple G and Canelo fight that was something that you know it should have happened like two years prior, but then they waited so long to happen. Yeah, happened so many times in boxing. 
Uh, the cool thing was Spence was at the fight, and Spence had always told Crawford he was never going to go see him watch him fight. He's never going to go watch him fight. And then as soon as he beat Porter, they had the camera on uh, uh, Spence, and he just got he, he got up out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you got to go out and watch the competition at some point. As as much as you want to claim that you don't, um, it, it, you got to go out and watch. My CJD's just clicked on, so. Um, but yeah, you have to see what you what your guys like in, in, in person. What's up, big guy? What's happening? Hey, buddy. Did you start in on the Thanksgiving food early? Huh? We're eating? Yeah. No, I'm cooking. I'm, I'm shooting. I'm already cooking. Actually, is what I'm doing. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a big event over here, man. You know? I you. So I, I uh, try to get out all my, my, my stuff prepped up and ready do the season and stuff like that tonight and then uh i'll probably start cooking around about five o'clock this morning gotcha gotcha that's cool wow yeah so you can throw down in the kitchen huh huh you can throw down in the kitchen oh you know i'll do everything man you know that i don't know that don't give me the come on e i can do everything i don't know yeah that. you know i can do so, man. yeah look i burned i could i tell you i could, I could put it down now I, I know you can eat good. That's why you that well, big. Eat good, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what? Uh, uh comes before eating. Preparing that food. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. How many people are you cooking for, JD? Huh? How many people are you cooking for? Uh, so it's let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen of us. Wow. Wow. So that's a lot. I got about eighteen pounds turkey. Uh, I'm also doing, uh, you know, of course, some chicken meatballs, some, some vegan stuff because my my son's girlfriend, she's vegan and she can't eggs, anything, milk. She don't do none of that. None of it. Nothing? Yeah, for real. She's, yeah, she's. Man, I dated one of those and uh, yeah. she was gluten free, dairy free. Like, I'm like, what, what can you eat? <laughs> Where can I take you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving you a little bit of cardboard from this paper so you can now on, too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had a gluten burger at this one place, and you talk about turn off. That bread tasted like eating. I was eating a sponge. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what, like, it, it threw me away from eating, trying to do the whole healthy thing that route. Mm -hmm. Now, I can do some things that are less, you know, less fat, less sodium, or, or whether it's non-dairy I can, I can kind of go with the non-dairy stuff on some some occasions yeah 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 the some of that gluten stuff man is that's an acquired taste mm -hmm. man you, you know and it's you know starting to come out now that sometimes even all this stuff that they've changed to make it gluten-free or maybe uh a vegan like all that stuff is processed it's processed stuff but they still ain't good for you mm -hmm. that's a crazy part yeah well one of the places down here they had um like a gluten-free pizza and I, I remember i was like yeah i'll try it and then it was like a cracker man I, it wasn't good at all I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't good um i mean if you eat it a few times you know it, it grows on you mm -hmm. certain things do but for the first time like you just experiencing things yeah it can steer you the wrong way quick oh yeah yeah i always you know when i'll be on uh you know seeing stuff on social media all the stuff looks great i mean everybody prepares it like oh man it looks great yeah at all 
The, impo- the Impossible Meat stuff's all right, though. Like the Impossible. I remember yeah, I've had, though, I've had that. wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your boy made a whole lot of money on that. Uh, T. He, he, uh, Tony put a lot of money into that Beyond Burger. I guess he was like one of the first ones invested into it. He yeah. said he oh, okay. up for him. He said he made a whole lot of money with that. Man. Mm-hmm. man stays winning. <laughs> but shit, he said it was the only thing. He, that's the only lick he really hit on investment. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get this thing rolling. All right. Well, we'll begin with our first concern of the night. Uh, so. Sunday, um, to a lot of people's surprise, the Chiefs came out and uh, you know kind of dominated from you know start to finish this uh, this game against Dallas, winning nineteen to nine. Some people are saying that's the preview of the Super Bowl. It wasn't the you know the fireworks, the uh, the high scoring game that a lot of people thought Vegas had at fifty five and a half. Uh, but what were your guys' biggest takeaways from this nineteen to nine victory over Dallas? I was just happy. I was happy we got the victory. Um, you know, we've lost a couple games there at. G-E-H-A, Arrowhead Stadium, uh, which is kind of disappointing uh, um, for, two di- for, to, for two different reasons. You're having a loss on the season and you're having a loss at home from bad playing. But I was just happy we got a, a win against a so-called decent, good team. Um, now, a little disappointing that we didn't capitalize on a lot of the <coughs> um, red zone uh, plays that we had because that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. If we could have gotten some touchdowns instead of a lot of all, all those field goals, but I was happy with the play. Defense came out to play really well. Offense was 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 decent. I like again. The only complaint I had was just not capitalizing on the red zone plays. Other than that, I was happy with the play of, of everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know that that really was a takeaway, man. These these guys came up. The defense showed up to play. Uh, offense did a, a a decent job. I, I think the first couple of series, really like the first 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 quarter, we kind of showed up, looked pretty well, and then you see them just kind of lag a little bit for like second and third quarter. Um, and, and like he said, uh, you get down there, when we had that one turnover right down in, in, in their the red zone, we should we should score. We should come away with points, you know, and, and that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, when you got a team like this, you know, Dallas, which is a, which is a dangerous team, you know, you just can't give them any type of leeway. You know, and so you got to capitalize, like he said, on every single chance you get, uh, every single play. Um, but as far as like just the the whole scheme of things, I, I love defensively what they did. Chris Jones just came out three and a half sacks. Uh, Frank Clark did some pressure. Uh, I think, man, they all around, man, those guys look good. Uh, the, the corners, man, did an excellent job too. Uh, I know they see played his ass off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Man, you know, hats off to those guys, man. They they did a really good job. They looked like they gelling together and, and just at the right time. But like I said, it's that added piece of having Melvin Ingram coming in too, I think, with just a different voice and veteran presence that kind of helped revamp this defense to what they could be uh, and what they've been showing for the past three weeks. Uh, overall, I think, man, just I, I think it was a, a good game. I want to see them run the ball a little bit more effectively. Um a little bit earlier, start mixing it in a little bit more than what they did. Uh, I like the the gadgetry, if you if you will, uh, some of the plays, but also too, it just seemed like it just stalled a little bit there. Uh, and also too, another thing that came up, I, I just didn't really like, man. And I, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, kind of texting each other with some of the silly penalties, man. I, you know, I just, you know, I, we, we can't do that. You know, we just got to be a, a smarter team on doing things and. Uh, 
uh, you know, I, I know some sometimes you get it. You know, we know this. We get into the uh, the heat of the moment. You want to start doing things, but also too, you gotta you gotta pull yourself back. You know, from some of the antics that 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 could cause your team a lot of lot of points. And so, uh, other than that, man, it was a great win. Uh, Airhead was rocking. Stop Dak, and I told you, you just stopped the running game. Zeke and him was non-existent. Pollard was a guy that I thought was going to be dangerous. Stopped him too. But uh, overall, man, I, it was just a great win for those guys for the team. Yeah, for, for me, um, I, I noticed like over the last two years when we've seen, you know, obviously Ravens have kind of adjusted their playing style against Mahomes. But a lot, I feel like Dallas kind of went into this trap of Dak versus Mahomes tr- trying to like trying to outduel him in a way because they kind of abandoned the run game pretty, pretty fast. They didn't run enough. I, I At least I, I didn't think so. Um, but the question I wanted to ask you guys, because this is a, 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 one thing that a lot, a lot of people are saying, is that Chiefs played against a Dallas team that was hindered without Cooper. Uh, without Tyron Smith, without uh, Randy Gregory, uh, and then CeeDee Lamb during the game, does that take away from the, 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 the I guess, the impact of this victory or no? <laughs> no, no. I don't think so. Shit, I mean, look, we, we were missing guys half our offensive line for a Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Um, and it never came down to, you know, well, we didn't have an offensive line. It was, you know, everything else that played out. So, yeah, you take advantage of the win, you know, and – <laughs> for however, for, for however you get it, you 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 accept it, and you and you rejoice in it. You know, I don't care if the whole offensive line was out; they got backups out there. They get a check too, so they showed up to play. They laced them up just like everybody else. Yeah, I, I think man, that's just ridiculous to even think something like that. I mean, you had Amari Cooper that was out. I mean, and look, in the course of, of games, these things do happen. And so, like you said, we look we we without our first our starting. Uh, right tackle and our backup. So we had our third guy, matter of fact, who, who was going against uh, uh, the fast dude. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, uh, uh, Parsons? Uh, no, my guy from Penn, uh, Penn State, Parsons. Parsons, yeah. And so he did a decent job. I mean, Parsons going to eat, like, you know, because he's that just a good. Kind of, so, yeah. He's real good. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So I, I think, uh, you know, kind of half off the wildest for just doing what he can do. Uh, against him, I think he did a decent job, and the running game did a good job. But man, just to say, like you know, Cooper being out, look, hey, we got guys that's out too. So the thing is, this is how you play. Hey, you know what, man? I'm I'm okay with acknowledging Kyle as our starting tackle, right tackle. You know, he's been completely legit since he's been in that position, and uh, offense hasn't looked any better um, than it has with him in there. And I so I'm I'm. I wish they would just name him the starter for the rest of the year. I don't know as far as pay grade wise, if, if um, Yang is, is the, is the big money man and he has to, you know, play because of that. But right now young buck is, is, is playing his ass off. Yeah. Well, he's on his rookie contract, man. And so the thing is that those are things that, you know, you got to battle it out, right? Competition is always good. So you push a guy to get better. And look, the thing is, it, we know this is performance business. You ain't getting it done. You're going to get replaced. You're going to get somebody else going to perform, you know, instead of you. Uh, but, look, they, they had got, like I said, I, I'll go back to, like, you know, Mari Cooper being out. Man, they had Gallup. They got uh, the dude Cedric. I mean, they got guys. They, they, they got pieces. And so your main thing, your main staple, it's supposed to be with Dallas. It's supposed to be uh, Dak. Uh, you got the new guy, CD, uh, uh, Lamb. Then you got Ezekiel Elliott, right? I mean, those are, those are your main staples. So, like, if you can't get it done with those guys, well, shoot, then maybe not the team that you thought you were. So, yeah. Hey. 
And you know, another thing, because a lot of people, it's kind of it was the most watched game of 2021 so far outside the Super Bowl. It was the most watched game. Um, one of the biggest takeaways you kind of mentioned it, uh, uh, both you guys did, uh, was Legarius Sneed's play uh, and Charveris Ward uh, also has, has has played amazing this year. I think I saw some stat that he's like allowing like 30 percent of uh, completions when ta- when he's targeted this year or something like some, some ridiculous stat. But what have you noticed, uh, E, just looking at from week one? To now, and even if you go back to last year, what have you noticed in Lajarius? It seems like he's just getting more comfortable out there. He's, I mean, such a short tag. You no, know, he's, he's he's had to miss it most of the what did he get hurt halfway through the season last year, early on. He missed a few games last year, yep. Yeah, so, me. yeah, he's had to deal with that and, um, you know, having to bounce back and understand, you know, uh, what's at stake here. You know, he was having to go from an inside guy to an outside guy, uh corner nickel sometimes I think they wanted to play him at safety um but he was he he stepped up to, to accept whatever role they gave him and right now you know I think we we expected much out of Hughes after uh, the Cleveland game because I think he had a big pick at the end of the game you know was getting a lot of praise for it uh and he kind of fell off after that and, and Snead was pretty much the only guy that was just consistent in the secondary um and then all of a sudden you get Ward back and he's just stepped in right away as like he never missed a beat and uh, playing at a high level. So uh, the thing with Snead, I just love his playmaking ability and his awareness. Dude will come up and hit you. He's making great plays in the secondary and plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely one that has been a big part of our defensive success. Yeah, I, I, I love his aggressiveness, no doubt about it. I, I think in the past, this past year, it's kind of gotten him in trouble a little bit. You know, he's, he's had some up and down games, but I, overall, he, he's been pretty solid. He has. Uh, and, and Ward, uh, man, he, he, he's done a tremendous job. And I'll tell you what, just kind of looking at the technique, and I'm just watching the one that they intercepted in the, in the end zone. I mean, the way he he flipped his hips to open up to catch the ball, I mean, that was textbook. I mean, absolutely textbook. You watch in the slow motion and the way he had his, his hand on the shoulder of the, uh, the receiver, turn his head, open up to catch the ball. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. It was a, it was a, it was a beautiful play. So if you look at, 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 at the way DBs work, and sure, he could probably tell you a little bit more about it as far as like how he's just being able to recognize and stand on the guy. Uh, I mean, it, was, it looked perfect to me. Uh, but those guys, man, they, look, they're young guys, and, that, and I like it because young guys like that, you want to keep these guys together. And if you can do that and help build that team on these guys who, who you know, coming in, it was, it was a little bit of a, of a question about how he's going to play, man, but they stepped to the plate, man. They've been, they've been playing lights out football. Yeah. So, yeah, man, they've been doing a good job. And, and Sneed, you know, at, at Louisiana Tech, uh, where, he, where he came out of, you know, he was he was a safety kind of converted quarterback, kind of like our guy uh, E over here. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to make some adjustments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, going to our, our, our next concern. Um, so, we talked about the defense has been playing outstanding. You know, just a, it's a night and day from what we saw a week, the first few weeks of the season to now. Uh, but the offense has kind of been, you know, and, and you kind of see it in, in the Green Bay game and in the second half of this game. Um, I think I saw it. So I have the last 10 drives of the game. We had punt, punt, fumble, interception, punt, field goal, miss field goal, punt, and then we, we got a ball and we kneeled it. Um, where do you see the problems? I mean, obviously, we had the red zone interception. We had the, with the fumble, the tip off of uh, Kelsey's uh, hands. But where do you kind of see the offense? Because it still doesn't seem – like it's not right yet, and we don't see it fully synced yet. Where do you see the problem still offensively? It, it, to me, it's mental. It's, it's a confidence thing, and I think it's, it still lies within the offensive line. Um, 
and also with the running backs. We still have four running backs. I think think four running backs that we're still using. Uh, when you really can't establish a, a, a solid running game with one running back and you don't have a, a complete confident offensive line, uh, yeah, you, you kind of second guess on some of the things. I mean, because we're pretty – I think everybody that's a fan or an opponent or a coach is pretty confident in what Patrick Mahomes can do, what Travis Kelsey can do, and what Tariq Hill can do. I don't think anybody is ever questioning what their talent and what they bring on Sundays or Mondays, whatever, whatever time we play a game. But when it comes to our offense, it's more so questions about our second and third receiver, our offensive line, and our running back. That's, that's where all the questions come about. So, and I think right now it's, it's still the offensive line is, you know, developing that chemistry. And right now, I think, like I said earlier, we've been playing really good ball with Kyle in there at the right tackle. So, and, and that might be the adjustment that we need. Uh, other than that, um, you know, I think the coaching staff will, will, will dial up some, some, some other plays to, to get us in the end zone. But right now, that was our issue last year was not being able to score in the red zone. And now we're facing those same problems of not getting in the end zone. So maybe that's another part of what we're – our identity used to be is still trying to take chunks. And when you're not able to take chunks, what kind of short routes can you go to? We're not a short route team it's unless it's just those little crossers. So going back – go back into the playbook. Come up with something that can get you those little – Easy, uh, easy routes to get into the end zone. Uh, so, it, you know, I don't, I don't think it's it's a confidence at all, to be honest with you, in, in those guys' ability. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire came in, man, and gave a spark, man. He looked fast. I mean, you, you could tell the difference between him and Williams as far as him hitting the hole. And, then, you know, guys coming back, man, he was, he was ready. He was ready. I think it's more so just the, the play calling, the way they, they, they pick it and they choose in certain situations to me. Um, you know, just being an offensive guy, when I'm sitting there looking at it, uh, sometimes when we're, we're passing it on first downs, I, I think sometimes we gotta, just got to kind of take shots. Sometimes we can't be predictable running the football like we are. Now I get, you know, when you're up at the end of the game and you're trying to run the ball because you're trying to run, it's for four, four minute offense, you're trying to run the clock, right? But I think that, that element is, is available to you in the very first quarter, first and second quarter, and we're not doing enough of it. Uh, it's just it's in my own opinion. And so sometimes what I think is when we get into, you know, passing the ball maybe a little bit too much and we hang our hat on it, to me it kind of re- gives me remnants of like it was last year. We start getting a little bit too confident in like throwing the ball somewhat where, you know, the check downs was working uh, last week. We want to get more back into the kind of the checks down and doing some things. But also, too, to open up the pass, you got to run the football. And I think we ran the football well. We was getting some chunks. I think Edwards Hilaire was averaging, what was it, 5.7, maybe 6, something like that, a carry. And so a guy like that, man, shoot, let him eat. He just got back. Let him eat, man. Uh, but I, I think it's what it is. It's the play calling. I know Andy and, and, and Bianu, they, they because we got the guys, the receivers, that, that could go get the football. The guy gunslinging back there, uh, we want to throw it. That's that's beyond mantra. It's who we are, but but also too, man, we got guys talented. Uh, Gordon play this week, right? He was he was inactive, but Williams is in there, I think. And uh, of course, like you said, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's a one-two punch, man. You got to use those guys. Use them. So yeah, you took a McKinnon out there too. And McKinnon too. McKinnon, you know, like I said, he he's a veteran guy that, that knows how to play the ball, play football. He knows how to uh, uh, pass block real well. He's probably the best pass block out of all the guys. Uh, uh, in the backfield, uh, but he could catch the ball out the backfield. 
So to me, he's a threat as well. But man, you got to utilize those guys. That's just me personally looking at it. <laughs> you know, calling plays in, in, in the in the rhythm of things. Sometimes when you see these these drives stall, because I looked at it, it was like a 12-play drive, 10-play drive. We didn't have another one of those until like the third or fourth, fourth quarter, I think. Another like a long uh, play drive. And that happens because if you're throwing the football, it's like, oh, well, shoot, we don't make it on the first down on throwing it. Well, now we're second and 10. So then you get another one that's just it's, it's a long – you don't want to be in long third downs. And a long third down is third and seven. Anything over that, you don't want to be there. So yeah. uh, percentages doesn't work. Let's put it that way. It just doesn't work. It's not in your favor um, to do it that way offensively. There was one point during the game I was, I was watching with my brother, and I, th- I believe there was, it, was, it was like several different drives. We were doing – multiple play action plays and we hadn't run the ball in like forever. And I'm like, what, what is this? It, it reminded me of, you know, when you play a guy on a rookie in Madden and they don't know what they're doing. They, they just like the look of the play and they just keep, uh, they, they just keep playing the playing the play action play without even establishing a run game. It's like, there's no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Were you surprised in the usage of Clyde Edwards Hilaire more so than Daryl Williams? I mean, I think Williams only had four carries. They kind of just went to straight to Hilaire. I mean, what, were you surprised with that? Not really mixing it up at all. No, he's your workhorse. So he comes back, he's your star. He's the one just a starter. And so you want to work him in and, and, and you got to play. So he, he comes back. He didn't come back for a reason. He come back for it because you want him to be the starter. He's your guy. He's the guy that you drafted to be your workhorse. And so uh, you got to give him that. And and I, I don't I don't see any problems with it. Uh, the thing is, uh, if the enemy knows, if, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, is coming in and he's not making the, the yards, Williams come in. It let him total a little bit more. And so if CEH comes in and he's doing a good job, which he was, shoot, let him eat. He, he ain't ate in a long time. How long has it been since he played? It's what? It's been what? Uh, four weeks. Three or four weeks? Four weeks. I'm not even sure. So, that, I mean, that, that's, your, like, that's your guy, man. That's your money guy. Should put him in there. Yeah, I mean, and also I will say that I did – you know, since he's been gone, we've kind of established where I think Mahomes has kind of gone more to this check down and longer drives kind of stuff. Just taking what the defense has given him, and that was hilarious. Thing coming out of college, they would throw they would throw they would check down him a lot in that offense in LSU, and that was like especially catch the ball out of the backfield. And I, I did see we're actually utilizing a little more of the passing game this week, and small sample size, but yeah, that was good to see him uh, getting the ball in space. Yeah, um, this is a question I did want to get to uh, Eve, um as far as the, as far as the defensive aspect stuff. I was kind of surprised that Mike McCarthy, to start the game out, they wanted to you – because know, usually, I guess I'm used to the, the mantra of defer to the second half when you win your toss. Dallas comes out, they want the ball right away. Is that like to a, to a defensive player when you, when a team says they want the ball to start off the game, is that kind of like, you know, let's go? Is it kind of like a like a kind of a thing where you get fired up and juiced up when an offense wants to go against you and score right away? You always amp when you get to go out on the field. So, I mean, especially if they want to, you know, test you uh, by, by accepting it. So yeah, you you definitely amped up by by those kind of moments. So, but you know Dallas has been a high flying offensive team. You know we we mentioned it earlier. Uh, Zeke and Pollard have had a pretty good season, being a, a tandem backfield, and, and Dak is was playing phenomenal outside of the you know the game against us and the game against Denver. So uh, you know take nothing away from Dallas. They they've been playing really really well. Uh, they're missing a lot of people against us. Uh, but yet again, like I said earlier, we just we, we did what we're supposed to do. Let's take advantage of it. And, and we did. Um, but 
as far as them getting away from their running game, we didn't give them much. I looked at a lot of that, and, and you saw a lot of red in their backfield when they were trying to run the ball and even trying to pass the ball, you know, to give Chris uh, three and a half sacks. You know, that, that that's 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 putting in work. You know, I love I know I mentioned it on Twitter. The experiment is 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 paying off. You know, they're playing him left, right up the middle and he's making an O line pay. Um, so if we want to keep using him that way, I love it. You know, and, and if he's going to keep producing like that, I love it. So so McCarthy, man, he's, he's an offensive guy, man. And, and the first thing you want to try to do is impose your will, especially if you if you behind enemy lines. You go offensive on everything right now. And so, you know, like I said, like he said, man, you want to lean on Zach uh, or Zeke and, and, and Tony Pollard. You, you want to lean on Let C.D. Lamb, let him get his, his looks. Let Dak come out here, get a rhythm early. And so the, the thing, the best way to try to do a crowd like in, in, in Kansas City, in Arrowhead or GHA, you know, the game defense uh, held in Arrowhead, that's what I call it, is you go in. And you try to get a touchdown early, right? Get points early. And so quiet the crowd. Get everybody out of early. That's what you want to do. Impose your will. And so they have a great offensive line. We know this. Um, so if you get behind those guys and just start pushing on the defensive line, then they would have won the game. The thing is, we won in the trenches. I told, I said this all last week. That's where the game is won. The game was won in the trenches. They had 82 yards rushing, Okay. Two of the best backs, you know, I look at in the league, right? Zeke is the top back in the league, right? Tony Pollard, he's making his way. Should be a start anywhere else. 82 yards total. So they stop, they stifle that. And I, and I like what he said about uh, Chris Jones. You know, the experiment was, you put him out here, you was hoping to get some more from those guys from the inside. Now Ingram comes in, now you can bring Chris back down inside like he, like he should be playing. Now you move him out. Kind of use utilizing more so like a, a, a Reggie White, a big guy, and kind of push guys back, kind of lean on them. But man, in the trenches, Chiefs won. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, so we got the bye week this week. Um. What are some things you want to see, kind of, um, the coaching staff kind of establish, whether it be on the offensive end or defensive end? What What are, kind of, what are some things you want the I guess coaching staff to look at for the second half of the season? For, for our guys? Man, I've never coached. That's the thing that JD's uh, had experience with. I've, I've done some position stuff. So as far as, like, have a game plan coming out of, of a bye week, I wouldn't know. You know, I, I just like for everybody to come back healthy and uh, and in good spirits. Um, that way we can finish out the second half of the season. Uh, but as far as game planning and what to do with the, with, with the offense or the defense, um, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I don't know what kind of calls or that you would set up for the defense or the offense. Uh, to look forward to in the second half. I, I, I just pray that, that we get everybody back, like I said, in good spirit and, and in good health. Um, I just think that we still have the pieces to get us to that big dance if, if we can keep everybody healthy. I think, you know, right now, you know, coming out of the bye week, um, you, you got to establish right now that <clears throat> you're trying to win the division, right? But it's one game at a time. And this is this is going to be your biggest challenge because now you got the Broncos twice, you got Vegas, you got <clears throat> you got uh, uh, L.A. And so now these are the guy, the, the everybody in your division play twice, and it's hard to fool them two times in a row. It really is. Uh, and so when you're going in, you, you got to think about how they're going to defend you during this time. So you're preparing. Same thing. We got to build off this win. We still got to get the offense going to where we want them to go. We're not quite there yet, right? 
You know, we're not getting the, the passing yards like we should. Should we run a little bit more uh, with the running game, a balance of it, than what we have been doing? I think we're still somewhere like 70-30, maybe, maybe even 80-20. And so you want a little bit more balance. I'd like to see it more 60-40 if we could, right? And so if you can start doing that and start working it in, uh, I think you're going to be good. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, this, this second half is like preparing yourself, setting yourself up to get into the playoffs, but it's still one game at a time. It's got to be that. It's still got one game at a time, but it's going to be tough. Broncos, Chargers, you know, and the Raiders. That's, 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 that's where you got to win. Yeah, I believe, I believe it's all of our division games plus Steelers and Bengals, I believe, are the, are the only yeah. other two. Yeah. So, so that's our hands full. man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the one thing I think you said it on Twitter. He was like, you know, a, a win's a win, you know, and that, you know, that's, an, that's another win we got. So, like, it, all the people who are trying to, you know, discredit the, the win with all, you know, Cowboy, Cowboys having injuries, every team's got injuries. We're we, we call the season right now. Um, so, yeah, just win what's in front of us. All right. Okay. So with it being Thanksgiving and, you know, with, with the bye week coming up, um, not much chief topics for go, going forward, but with it being Thanksgiving, uh, I want to ask you guys this is something that everyone always talks about Thanksgiving side dishes and E and JD. I want to know your top three Thanksgiving side dishes. Oh, um, <laughs> I love Mac and cheese. My sister and my, well, my sister and my niece make a good Mac and cheese. Uh, my sister makes a great, Chicken spaghetti that I love, um, and heck, I like I like cabbage too. Cabbage is, is one of those things that they're on my top list. I, I, being old Southern boy, I love me some cabbage. <laughs> Mac and cheese number one is that is that the, is that top? Yep. JD. Uh, so mine is my my sister makes a mean pasta salad, a mean pasta salad. I'm telling like like you know she, I mean puts a little bit of. Uh, you know, some sausage and everything in it, man. It's just, it's, it's tasty. So pasta salad for one, uh, you know, nice like broccoli casserole. Number two, you get, you get a nice broccoli casserole. We, we good. We, we straight on that. Uh, man, I'm not really a big Mac and cheese guy. I, I never have been, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he, he didn't ask you to, to knock mine. He said, man, <laughs> no, you know, I'm, to think. I'm not knocking yours. I'm not. I'm just saying that you know, mac and cheese wasn't really. Man, yours. I'm not. I know it. So, so my third one. I'm, I'm going to say my third one. Uh, and I really started like recently in the last few years, but eating this is another like a, a, a Brussels sprouts casserole. Woo, man! Must have put some bacon and stuff in it. Woo! Suckers ready. I'm telling you, ready. If you ain't never had it before, man, I'm, I'm going to have to send y'all a sample or something, man. Get y'all some of that. Well, casseroles aren't a big deal in the, in, in, in Southern uh, Thanksgiving meals. Um, what are you talking about? Casseroles is casseroles. Nah, casseroles that's, is I mean, I get what you, J.D., I get what you're saying, man. It's, that's that's When I got to Nebraska, I discovered a lot of casseroles, green bean casserole, all that. Uh, no, I ain't talking about those. That, that's, I'm yeah, just that, talking about, like, all the casserole stuff. Like, growing up in the South, like, it was basically. You get your, 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 your dressing, mashed potatoes and gravy, your mac and cheese, and your potato salads, and uh, cabbage, and greens, and beans. Like, you get all that stuff out here. That's the southern – that's the southern – Greens. My fault. That's my fault, E. Hey, greens. But southern – but look, but, but casseroles, I cannot tell you the time I haven't been to church and there ain't nobody bringing casseroles. Come on now. 
got to do casserole. Everybody got a casserole. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's not, that wasn't a Southern tradition where I, where I come from. Well, you from Arkansas, right? I was born in Mississippi, man. Oh, well, shoot. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say mac and cheese. Uh, I was reading earlier, I think it's either J.C. Jackson or Matthew Judon. It was one of the Patriots players. Yeah, I saw that little dude was on the ESPN. Well, he said, he, said, he, said, he said mac and cheese is nothing special. He says it's just noodles and cheese on it. He says that's yeah. That's right. That's, that's it. That's all. So oh, a lot yeah. of cheese. Look, you put a lot of cheese on it, it all tastes good. You put cheese on anything, it tastes, tastes pretty good. I mean, what is, what's mashed potatoes? You mash some potatoes, put some butter on them? I mean, everything <laughs> is created in its own way. Right, right. See, I don't even eat too much mashed potatoes anymore, though. Eat, you know what I'm saying? I don't even do that. Now, I, I, you know, I cut up like a little sweet potato here and there. You know what I mean? Do that. Beets. I'm gonna, I'm the beets guy too. Beets with a little bit of onions. Oh yeah. Neither of you mentioned stuffing. You guys not stuffing fans? No. See, that's another thing, Marcus. In the South, we call it dressing. Dressing, yeah. Oh. yeah. So when you said dressing, I thought you were talking about like dressing. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> hey, when you said when you said stuff in the sound, sound dry. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. I've, I've had some really dry stuffing in the past. Yeah, yeah. You can't eat everybody's stuffing, man. You start looking at it. So I, what about this though? What about okay, you from Mississippi, close to Louisiana. What about like an oyster casserole? Well, oyster, you don't, you don't do it either. You, I said casserole, but y'all don't do that. Man, don't nobody do that stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, no, again, I'm not knocking. It's just it's that's not a, a traditional Mississippi. Because yeah, look, Kentucky's still southern too. Now we look, we we do all the, the country cooking up this way. You know what I'm saying? We do. But I, I'm I'm kind of what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to change uh, our blood pressure from being so high. Oh, I get it. I get that. <laughs> That's just like you can't eat a, a lot of uh, Southern meals on a daily or weekly basis. No. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. I love it, but I, I man, I, I start thinking, I'm like, look, I, I want to live for a long time, and I ain't trying to clog these hit them arteries. Hit them arteries quick. Right. That's right. You know, so. But, you know, you, you have fun Thanksgiving. You, 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 don't, you don't eat this stuff all the time. You just get it for one day. It's a little bit of it. Like, uh, candy yams? You guys not fans of that either? Sweet potato. The candy yams. Yeah, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're a candy yams or sweet potato cast, I, I, I fluctuate I fluctuate back and forth between the yeah. two. <laughs> dessert. What's your dessert there? E, what's your dessert? Marcus, what's your, what's your dessert there? Where you go with? Where you going? I, I like sweet potato pies and I like banana pudding. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Marcus? Pumpkin, pumpkin pie or, uh, or pecan pie? Okay. I love good pumpkin pie. We, we got a thing up here called Derby Pie. Y'all ever had it before? No. Yeah. You're in Kentucky, so it makes sense. No, man. Yeah, you got to get some <laughs> that too, man. Hey, look, if you can, go to a store, see if you can get you a Derby Pie anywhere. Y'all, uh, y'all in, uh, you in D.C., but Texas, y'all have uh, Kroger down there? Y'all got Kroger. Yeah. Right? Go to Kroger, man. They got Derby Pie down there somewhere in the, in the freezer. Shoot. Well, well, what's it's, in it? What's Derby pie? It's it's a pecan pie with chocolate chips. That's mm-hmm. what it is, pretty much. So that sounds pretty uh, good. Do you, do you, with, with cream on it or no? Is that not a? a that's no. your option. You put it on there if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything goes with whipped cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. So 
with a big Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, there's no Chiefs game, so no predictions for the Chiefs games. But there's three games tomorrow, so we're going to get your quick predictions on these games. Obviously, the first one's the, it's a Thanksgiving tradition, uh, the Lions on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so Bears at Lions. Bears are a three-point favorite. Who do you guys have? Bears, Lions. I'm picking the Lions to win that game. I'm not giving a score prediction, but I'm picking the Lions to win that. All right. Now, look, Jared Goff is out. Uh, I don't even know who they got at quarterback right now. Who do, who they have? I don't even know who they got. It was uh, Tim Boyle last week, but last I heard that Goff is actually trying to play tomorrow. Tim Boyle? EKU. Okay. Man, look, we're pushing uh, there for him. EKU. Uh, but I had I got I got what's the name? Uh Andy Dalton. Two other games, JD. I knew you give us a score. Who won't win? Uh, well, I, I ain't gonna give a score. I, I'm, I'm well, I'm pushing right now. I didn't know Bull was playing, so I'll push for Dallas, uh Detroit to win. But I have Andy Dalton as my quarterback. My 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 league is in shambles right now, so I had to pick him up. Okay, so you going with Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, I'm okay. going with Chicago. All right, so next up, we got Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you guys have? Cowboys easy for me. Yeah. Cowboys bounce back. They need it. They need this one. Cowboys. Even with all the injuries? Even, Even with all the injuries, injuries man. They're going to have to find a way. They're going to have to find a way. Because they pretenders right now. They're probably looking at Raiders them. Raiders are turmoil still, man. They're mentally they, – they, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about the Raiders? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the final, the last game of the night, Drew Brees is getting his, uh, his number retired in um, New Orleans. Uh, got Buffalo Bills traveling to New Orleans. Bills are right now are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you have in that one? Ten-point favorite. I give them ten. Mm. And the Warriors are winning tomorrow, too. <laughs> Who they got? I don't know. I think they play tomorrow. <laughs> no, uh, we, we actually play you guys tonight. It's uh, Sixers Warriors at uh, 10. Oh, that is right. That's right. That's right. I got to get home. <laughs> It's the, it's Philly, 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 Philly. Let's go, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Curry uh, Bowl. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That would be a good one. Uh, but I, I got uh, – I, I don't trust him, Trevor Simi. I got the Bills, too. Bills going to win that one. It's a big game as far as seeding-wise, that game especially. I don't know about yeah. – Dallas, yeah, that, that's a, that's special on the, uh, the NFC side. But, yeah, the Bills game's huge for the NFC side. But – all right. Well, Buffalo just got their ass kicked up by one guy, Jonathan Taylor. So they got to bounce back. He's a bad boy, man. That joker, man. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No, no. doubt. Yeah. I, I didn't think he'd be doing what he's doing right now, but he, he's probably he's a, he's a top running back in the league right now. So Yeah. It was, I think he was neck and neck with Henry when Henry, when Henry was playing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you, there's a lot of Chief fans who are upset still that we went CEH over um, – over Jean Can't do nothing about it now. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> Love what you got. Love what you got. Yeah, exactly. Love what you got. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We hope everyone in Chiefs Kingdom has a happy Thanksgiving filled with love happy Thanksgiving. and lots of food. Wonderful. Wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. Yes. Have a blessed one, fellas. Yeah. Y'all too, man. Y'all be safe. Traveling. Love y'all. Yes, All right. God bless. All right. Be thankful and gracious. All right. Thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for you too. Thank you for you guys too. Love you, fellas. Love Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.